My friends, what a joy it is for me to be up here preaching on the feast of our patroness, St. Teresa of Lisieux, and to lay out a vision for you of what is yet to come in the glorious history of our parish. Today in the Gospel, Jesus tells a parable about a man and two sons and about working in the vineyard. And the phrase that jumped out at me was, when the father goes to his sons and says this, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. You know, each of us have, by virtue of our baptism, has received a unique call. Each of us has been called to be a missionary. Our patron is St. Teresa of Lisieux, despite being a cloistered Carmelite nun, had a great yearning to be a missionary, and in fact, she always prayed for missionaries and for missionary priests. She even corresponded with missionaries. Ninety-seven years ago, a young Irish missionary priest came to this part of South Florida with a dream to start a parish and build a grand church in honor of the newly canonized St. Therese. Carl Gables was barely a suburb, but 220 parishioners awaited him to start this impossible adventure of building a legacy of faith in this corner of God's vineyard. Much, much like the sun in today's gospel, Monsignor Thomas Cumber and the first parishioners of the Church of the Little Flower heard the call to go out and work in the vineyard today. And there was an urgency to their evangelical work because of all the obstacles thrown in their way. Think about it. The first year of this parish's existence, we had the great Miami hurricane of 1926. Then not, not long after that, the Great Depression. And then after that, World War II. Yet the dream of Monsignor Cumber and those first parishioners to build a majestic church went undeterred because of the love they had for their new parish. As St. Therese would say, it is true that love knows no such word as impossible. For us it deems all things possible, all things allowed. And if we look to the Annunciation of the Lord, when the Archangel Gabriel told our Blessed Mother that nothing is impossible for God, we should all know that the word impossible does not belong in the vocabulary of a faithful Christian, especially one who has a zeal to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. That was the mission of, our, of the founders of our parish close to a century ago. And this beautiful temple that we sit in right now and this vibrant and welcoming community of faith is a legacy that left us, they left us almost 100 years ago. Now, as we prepare to celebrate our parish centennial in three years' time, we must ask ourselves what our legacy will be. The work of our Lord and of this parish must continue for centuries to come. It's up to us to continue the legacy our founders left us, because the work of the gospel cannot be stagnant. Let me repeat that. The work of the gospel cannot be stagnant. 
Sure, we could come in here week after week and just sit here. But if our founders would have done that, we wouldn't be sitting in this majestic church. We would be doing our parish a disservice if we just sat back and rested on our laurels instead of laying the foundation for the next generation. And that is precisely the next great adventure that we are going to begin today. Build on the legacy that that was left to us and lay the foundation not only for the next generation of parishioners, but for those who will come after them as well. In your pews, you have no doubt already found our Centennial Campaign booklet, filled with the vision of what we as a parish must do to leave a lasting legacy. Our parish council has been planning this campaign since 2018, even before I got here. In our school, we are called to build the first building to go up in our property in almost 70 years, a grand multi-purpose center with a gymnasium, which is a building that is needed for the school to be reaccredited. Inside this church, we need to continue to upkeep this temple by painting the inside walls that are filled with water stains from roof repair and refurbishing our sanctuary so that this church can continue to be, as my predecessor lovingly called it, the crown jewel of the Archdiocese of Miami. Little Flower, through its beauty, is a place that calls to so many. This church means so much to so many. This is where you were married, or many of your parents and grandparents were married. This is where your children were baptized. This is where you saw your children make their first communion or be confirmed in the Holy Spirit. And this past summer, a priest, a newly ordained priest at that, visited this church just to see the font where he was baptized. The beauty of this church even calls to those who are lost. Not long ago, I opened the church late one night for an immigrant girl who had just arrived from Cuba and wanted to say a prayer of thanksgiving to Our Lady of Charity. I opened the front door and turned on all the lights And you would think this girl had wandered into the halls of heaven because she was awestruck by the beauty of our church. For indeed, beauty speaks of the divine. Our pews have seen better days and are beyond repair and must be replaced. Our organ is on its last legs and we fear that one day we will flip the switch on and no music will be played. The current organ that we have in our church is a second organ that this church has had in 70 years. And we hope the next one that we install will be the last. The Archbishop has given us permission to build a proper and authentic pipe organ, befitting this glorious worship space, which was something that our founders could not do. Divine music is supposed to lift us to the heavens. And this is what we are setting out to do drawing inspiration from the organ that St. Therese listened to in the Cathedral of Lisieux that our parish visited last summer. Now I could go on and on about these exciting projects, but the full details of all that you see in that brochure are on our website, cotlf.org slash centennial. 
and I asked you to visit it. This past summer, the roof of our dome was completely replaced, along with the Spanish tile of the entire roof. All of this was done without fundraisers because of your generous stewardship through the weekly offertory. Now, however, as we draw closer to the century mark, these bold endeavors that we set out to do compel us to launch that we are calling what we are calling our centennial campaign that will benefit both our church and our school since we are all members of one parish here at Little Flower. This campaign will require a sacrificial gift from all of us so that we can leave a lasting legacy for the next generation of faithful who will draw strength from the fountain of salvation that emanates from this altar every single day when the Eucharist is celebrated. Every January, I stand up here on behalf of the Archbishop of Miami for the ABCD. Today, I stand up here on behalf of the children of our parish on, and on behalf of those parishioners yet to be born. When I was ordained 21 years ago, I never thought that I'd be pastor of this parish, let alone be pastor of a parish looking to build something. But as pastor and steward of this parish, it is a call that I have to embrace in the same way I embrace my priestly vocation. I ask you to embrace this great call as that we are receiving from the Lord as well. Inside those centennial booklets is a pledge card. Join me in making a sacrificial gift to our centennial campaign payable over a three-year pledge. We're not doing this for one year like we're used to with the ABCD. This is a commitment over the next three years. Now, this pledge must be done through prayer. And that's exactly what I did. The other night, after much prayer, in order to better lead you by example, because as pastor, I never asked you to do something that I wouldn't do myself. I prayed about what gift I would give as your pastor. And even with my modest salary as a priest, I met a pledge online of $10,000 to this campaign. That is a third of my annual salary. I am calling on all of you to be just as bold with your sacrificial gift and to take your cue from the widow in the gospel who gave to God from what she did not have. For as St. Paul tells us in the second reading today, tells the Philippians as well, complete my joy by being of the same mind, with the same love, united in heart, thinking one thing. We must all walk together over the next three years as we journey towards our centennial. Now, our parish council and centennial committee have set an ambitious goal to raise $13 million over the next three years. Now, in the last 14 months, by meeting with some very generous parishioners, we have raised $4.5 million in pledges. And this past week, our school parents started to give initial gifts that exceed $1 million already. So, as you can see, we 
are almost halfway to a goal that I am certain that we will achieve because the word impossible does not exist in a parish dedicated to the little flower. God will repay your generosity a hundredfold. St. Therese tells us, We can never have too much confidence in the good God. As we hope in Him, so shall we receive. Now, along with the temporal aspects of this centennial campaign that I have outlined, I also call on each of us, as I have done over the last four years, to deepen our love for the Eucharist. Here, at this altar, at the end of each Mass, we receive the missionary call to go forth and spread the good news. Today, we officially begin our journey to our centennial that we will celebrate in October of 2026. May the good Lord find us that day on fire with His Spirit and ready to begin another century of being missionary disciples here in Coral Gables. St. Therese wanted to shower roses upon us from heaven as is illustrated in the beautiful stained glass window over the entrance of our church. For almost 100 years, and we pray for many more, we have definitely seen the graces of the little flower spending her heaven, doing good on earth. St. Therese of the Child Jesus and the Holy Face, pray for us as we embark on this great endeavor, all done for the glory of our Lord.